MoneyWeb now on the money. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. I'm chatting with Steve Binney, CEO for SAPI. We had results out for both year and quarter ending September. Sales off 20.4%. Operating profit down 50.6%. HEPs off 61.5%. Steve, appreciate the time today. A fair bit of special items during the period, but even looking past that, a tough period. Yeah, it was a tough year for us. Obviously, on the one hand, we've got the global macroeconomic challenges, global inflation and its impact on consumers, which indirectly affects us. And then the other thing that we had is last year was a record year for SAPI. And at the time, there was a lot of shortage of paper and there was supply chain challenges. So a lot of our customers bought extra inventory in the year. And this year, they've been going through a destocking exercise. So that's had a negative impact on the year. Having said that, under the circumstances, we're pretty satisfied with the overall results that finally came out and the profits that we generated. That was going to be my question about the destocking, because as you said, last year there was a pull forward in orders. Are you seeing that destocking start to work its way out of the system to a degree, even if just a little bit? Yeah, it's progressively getting better. If you look at our results for the quarter now that we've just reported, Mm. compared to the prior quarter, it was better. It's not a V-shaped recovery, but it's gradually getting better. And I think we're going to see more of the same in the current quarter. And I'm hoping by the end of this calendar year, we'll be through the whole destocking cycle and markets will normalize as we get into 2024. A tough period, but you mentioned South Africa. South Africa actually did really, really well. Record EBITDA profits in the local region. Yeah, that's right. Funny, when you unpack the results, actually, South Africa had its best year ever. And, you know, we've made investments in recent years, and they're paying dividends. And, you know, despite the challenges we have in South Africa with infrastructure and the likes, we were able to generate these great numbers. South African business, which is predominantly an export business, is very well positioned and we're excited about the future growth prospects here as well. To your point, I mean, it's tough in South Africa. The toughest is probably load shedding. If you're exporting, that's not your customers aren't being impacted, but load shedding must be a fairly serious constraint on your local operations. Indeed it is. We're very fortunate that some of the mills that we do generate are in power, mm-hmm. but some of the ones, particularly in Kazuna Natal, we are exposed to somewhat. We have certain strategic arrangements, but there was unplanned downtime because of load shedding and the like. Our bigger problem, to be honest with you, has been Transnate. We have to move our product around both raw materials and finished goods, and we're a big user of, we were a big user of rail, and unfortunately now, we're now having to transport all our goods via road. And you can imagine that's much more expensive, it's less efficient, mm-hmm. and it costs a lot more money. So embedded in these numbers, these good numbers that we've had, is we've got significantly higher logistics costs. And then at the port itself, you know, the inefficiencies that we get at that port, it's, it's ongoing and it's been a real challenge for us. But, you know, somehow we managed to overcome these challenges. Yeah, I mean, life would be glorious without them, but they are. You say you're exporting out of South Africa. What markets are you exporting into? The main product that we export out of South Africa is what we call dissolving pulp. And that's a product that mm. ultimately goes into textiles, clothing. It's a great market for us. SAPI is actually the global leader in making dissolving pulp. And it predominantly goes to 
China. A lot goes to India and, and other markets like Indonesia, Turkey and the likes where they do manufacture clothing. And it's a very exciting market for us because it it's continues to grow. And it's a product because it's made from wood fiber. It's a renewable, sustainable product and it has a, a much better environmental footprint than polyester or cotton-based textiles. You mentioned that environmental because you also talk in your outlook, the long-term favorable outlook for sustainable produced packaging. I know there's lots of talk around the, the younger generation coming through and wanting green, but from what you're seeing, they really are spending in that space as well. It's not all just talk. That's right, and it's picking up momentum. And for us, being in the industry that we're in and reliant on wood fiber, it really has become a desired raw material source for packaging products and all the big brands, the FMCG brands are now talking about replacing their plastic packaging with paper packaging and you know, obviously we're well positioned to take advantage of that and it's a market that we've been making investments in mm-hmm. and we want to continue to grow going forward. Another challenge, I mean, you talked some of the challenges up front. Another one obviously is inflation, input price pressure. We can see it where, you know, you've got price increases in your graphic paper, you've got price increases in packaging and speciality, but in both cases, you also got inflation ahead of those price increases. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Obviously, you know, over the last year or two in the world, you know, with the war in, in Ukraine and its impact on energy prices, mm-hmm. the high inflation, it's put tremendous pressure on a number of our raw materials. The pressure has eased a little bit in recent quarters, but as we look forward into the new financial year, it does look like costs are starting to pick up again. You know, you see the oil price and it's a lot of the chemicals that we use are based on oil, so mm-hmm. it does have an impact on us. The coated paper, large product in Europe. But you talk around what you're seeing is long-term favorability for produced packaging remaining unchanged. But you are seeing some trends that are coming, which where some of your products are sort of falling out of favor and you're having to sort of reshift your production. Yeah, traditionally, SAPI's strength was always in what we call graphic paper. Yeah. And that's high-end, glossy paper. And obviously, with the shift to digital and iPads and the like, those markets over the last few years have come under tremendous pressure and there's less demand for high-end glossy paper. So we've been going through process, and it's over a number of years, a process of reinventing ourselves away from our traditional product base towards packaging, and that's what I've been talking about, and obviously the dissolving pulp. So these are growth markets where we can continue to be competitive, and we've been reducing our capacity in graphic paper. So in these results, you'll see that we announced the potential closure of two mills in Europe that make graphic paper. That's going to enable us to reduce our exposure even further to those declining markets. A last question, and talking more around the balance sheet. You've been paying down debt, I don't want to say aggressively, but certainly you've been paying down debt. The balance sheet looking, truthfully, looking nice and healthy. One of our biggest priorities in the last few years has been to reduce debt. We had legacy high levels of debt, and for many years we were over $2 billion of debt. And through a focused drive, we've been able to bring that down and I'm pleased to say that we're now down to a billion dollars which is you know less than half mm-hmm. and we're much more comfortable with our balance sheet at these levels. We live there Steve Benny, CEO Sappy talking results appreciate the insights. The show is brought to you by Stanlip. Visit stanlip.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlip Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.